start spreading the news. We are back and better than ever. Welcome to episode 15 of Start Spreading the News presented by Capital Sports Media. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports. Joining me is my co-host, my compadre, and CSMN founder, Kyle Milligan. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? What's up, my guy? We are back indeed. It feels so damn good to be back behind this mic. I can't wait to talk some Yankees baseball with you. And man, how much more fun is it going to be to talk about Yankees baseball now than it was just a month before this? And to start you guys off with just a few quick things, I want to remind you that CSMN's NFL 100 list is dropping week by week. Every week from now until the season starts, week one, you will see the countdown to the best player in the NFL. CSMN NFL reporter Mike O'Brien and I worked our tails off to create that list for you. So show some love and, and look at those players as they come out one by one in the NFL order of 100. So also a little bit of an announcement here. The press box is back. CSMN is dropping a weekly video on Instagram covering all the latest things in sports. That's every Wednesday on our Instagram at Capital Sports MN. I also dropped a blog predicting every 2021 NFL division winner. That's on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Check that out. To all the football fans out there. And lastly, but certainly not least, CSMN is now on TikTok. Go follow us at the same handle at Capital Sports MN to see our weekly sports contents. Trevor, I almost lost track there. Why why are we here? What are we doing? We're here to talk Yankees baseball. And we're back. A little vacation break for the boys. But nevertheless, it's time for Yankees baseball. As we do at the beginning of every episode, let me get a standings update. Mr. Milligan. Yeah, so here you go. Here's our standings up to this point of the season before on August 18th. In the AL East, we got the Tampa Bay Rays are 73-47 and 47 on top currently at first place. The Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees are in a two-way tie for second place. They are 69-54. and 54. That is the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees are 68-52. and 52. They have lost two less games than the Boston Red Sox, so they have the advantage there. The Toronto Blue Jays are 63-54 and 54, right behind in fourth place, but they have been struggling very recently. The Baltimore Orioles are... 38 and 80 they're 33 games back in the division and they already at this point looking on to 2022 so those are your uh al east standings and let me tell you that that wild card it looks like oakland a's we're recording right now at 9 55 p.m it looks like the oakland a's are gonna lose this game today trevor you know what that means we already got a playoff spot if the, if everything ended today it looks like we're gonna have that number one seed in the wild card at wild card as we go to bed tonight that's crazy to think about um, from where we were standing, where we were begging them to stay above 500, and now we're sitting here 16 games over 500. It's it's crazy to think about. So we got a month and a half left of baseball. They have to grind. That's that's about it. Did this you see season's that going to be on, a grind. Did you see that thing on Yes Network today? In, on July 6th, we were 10 and a half games back from Boston. Oh, yeah. From Boston. We are now, we are now tied. That is yep. that is just over a month. That is insane. That yeah. is absolutely insane. Hey, yeah, some that's stuff. about five weeks of baseball right there. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it's <laughs> it, it's you should not be able to make up that kind of ground. You know, the Red Sox struggled at a great time because when a team struggles and one team gets hot, that's when you make up ground. And and definitely, it doesn't help to you know it helps to get these wins against Boston and much needed. And God knows, you know, we actually had a good series in Boston in July. You know, we might be on top right now. Anyway, a lot of stuff happened over the week, and uh, we got some recaps for you, and Trevor's the best to do it, so let's hear it. 
First off, starting last Thursday, we head to Iowa. Is this heaven? No, sir. It was a goddamn nightmare. The Heen Dog takes them out for the Bombers at the Field of Dreams movie site in Dyersville, Iowa. The first big league game in the state of Iowa ever. And we get started early as reigning AL MVP Jose Albreu gets the night started with a solo shot in the bottom of the first and an 0-2 pitch from Heaney. It's 1-0 White Sox. Top three now as all rise. It's a judgy and blast as the All-Star smacks his 24th homer of the year and it's 3-1 Yanks. Bottom half of the frame is TA7. Yes, Tim Anderson hits an RBI double to bring the Sox back within one. Eloy Jimenez continues his hot start back off the I.L., as he smacks a solo job to the left to tie the game at three. In the bottom of the fourth, the White Sox third-string catcher, Sebi Zavala, yes, Zavala, gets in on the action as he hits a two-run jack to right center to make it 7-3 White Sox. It's a gaudy party as the vet hits his fifth of the year, pulling the game closer to 7-4. Top nine as the judge delivers his decision as A.A. Ron, Smacks his second bomb of the game into the corn in right field to make it 7-6 White Sox. Gallo works a walk and is in the next at-bat. And that brings up Stan. And the former NL MVP hits a Stantonian blast to give the Yanks an 8-7 lead. But in the bottom of the ninth, T.A. steps up and hits a walk-off two-run jack over the right field wall off Zach Britton. And the White Sox take the Field of Nightmares game 9-8. Yeah, definitely not the way we envisioned uh, that game going. Not a great way to start the week. That was not heaven. No, sir. Just like you said, it, it was a goddamn nightmare. And it definitely, you know, it, it started that week out really bad, Trev. And that, that could have put us one place or another. You know, we could have put our heads down. We could have gave up on everything. And, and we didn't. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But specifically this game, um, it, a lot of Yankees fans are pissed off that Aaron Boone was so happy about how you know, it was a great time and it was a great atmosphere and stuff. But you got to admit, dude, that that game was pretty cool. Besides the outcome, that, that game was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, going in, I kind of had vibes of when they went to London and, like, you knew they were going to kind of juice the baseballs. Not to the, like, to the extent where they did in London, but, um, like, they were going to be homers. And with these two offenses, um, it definitely delivered. Um, and like you, like, like you said, it's it definitely wasn't a – a dream game for us Yankee fans. I think it was a dream in the top of the ninth. And then the bottom of the ninth just became an abs like an absolute shit show at that point. And uh, I don't know. Britain's not the guy in that situation. He even said it's a boon after the game. He's not that guy. Um, so I, I think it should have been lasagna. I think without Chapman, it has to be lasagna in safe situations of late. They've been going to literally anyone. I'm surprised that, uh, you know, Garrett Cole hasn't gotten a close opportunity of late. So it's going to be, they're still trying to figure it out without Chapman. And even Chapman's trying to figure it out and he's on the IL. So what was your situation for this game? I'll tell you mine first. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, Stan hit that home run. Well, first judge hit the home run. And I was like, man, like there's no way the Yankees don't tie this game up right now. One swing of the bat. There's no way Stan doesn't tie this game up. What does he do? He ties the game up. So, or, or we go ahead. I'm sorry. We go ahead. And that right there made me want to stand on Buffalo Wild Wings tabletop. I didn't. I didn't. I would have got. I would have got yelled at, but I didn't. Um, 
And then I, I was talking a lot of smack to the people around me. We had some White Sox fans. And as soon as that ball was hit in the air, I knew it right off the bat. I stood up. I left. I paid. I paid. No no, no dash. <laughs> but I, I, I left right away. It was, it was really bad, really sad. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But what was your situation? Uh, I was at home. I actually had the day off from work. And I don't know about you, but when I have days off from work, I'm, like, more tired than I am when I work. So, uh, like, the seventh inning – was a guardy guardy at the homer in the in the seventh. Um, after that, like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go, you know, in my room and watch the rest of the game. And so I didn't watch the eighth, and I turn it on for the ninth when I got the Brian Hoke tweet. The judge went yard, and then I flipped it on the Yes app and or on the Fox Sports app, and since it's behind, I actually saw judges swing, and so I go yard. So at that point. The rest of my family was already in asleep or in bed asleep. And um, it, since it's behind, I got the Hoke tweet that Stanton went yard. And I was like, oh, this just ru- like I, this ruined it for me. And then I still had a reaction regardless when he had the swing. And I got a text from my sister to shut up because I, I screamed pretty loudly because I still thought they were out in the living room. I didn't know they were in, they were asleep. So – um, but like I flipped out and then kind of like you did kind of same situation when, uh, TA literally when TA hit the ball, I hit the X and, uh, logged out of the app. I knew it was yeah. gone. Didn't I was pretty active. Else. I was pretty active in that group chat too. Kind of took it back. I- I'm usually not, I usually keep it cool. Uh, I had to go in that CS men baseball group chat and, and, and talk my shit. I had to see, see like in that situation. Yeah. Normally a, a shit talker when it comes to that, but like, um, in that situation with the Jimmy Harrigans and the Jimmy Millers of this world, I just didn't want to put up with it at that point. So <laughs> I just put my phone down and went to sleep. Well, they have no room to talk. The Mets are probably the worst franchise in sports right now. <laughs> yeah, 100% outside of probably, uh, uh, you know. Let's not get the crazy. Giants, the Mets. The New York Giants. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, just bad, there's just bad teams all the way around the Northeast right now. Hey, things got better, though. Bobby, spin the music. Go ahead, Trev. Show them what you got. Yanks win game two by a score of 7-5 thanks to a multi-homer game from Joey, that pal Gallo, and judges 26th of the year. Yankees also take game three by a score of 5-3 behind homers from Rugi and my dad and take the series two games to one. Monday, they return home, and with that is the return of the Coltrane. Garrett Cole returns from the COVID list to take the ball in game one of the makeup series with Shohei Otani and the Angels. Top of the first, Justin Upton takes Garrett Cole deep over the left field wall and it's 1-0 Halos. Bottom half of the first as new Yankee Joey Gallo hits an absolute laser into the short porch and right. And that would be all the Yankees would need as they take the makeup game 2-1. And finally, yesterday, doubleheader against the Boston Red Sox. Starting in the top of the second, as the pride of Fordham prep in the Bronx, Andrew Velasquez hits a two-RBI single to put the Yanks on the board early. Top three is Gumby leaves an 0-2 fastball belt high to bogey as the All-Star shortstop drives in two of his own to tie the game at two. Top of the fifth, as Christian Vasquez drives a solo job over the left field wall to put the Sox up 3-2. Bottom half of the frame is Luke Voigt fists the ball into center field for a two RBI single, driving in Guardy and Judge to put the Yankees up th- four to three. 
Giancarlo on the pinch hit for Odor against the lefty Josh Taylor. And the move pays off as G ropes a single to center. Blading Gallo and the Yanks take a 5-3 lead. Lasagna closes out the game in the top of the 7th. And the Yankees take game one of the day-night doubleheader. Game two. Luis Gill takes them out for the Yanks. Nathan Avaldi for the Sox. Bottom two. As King Lewis Vinwood Voigt the fourth drives a ball over the right field wall to give the Yankees a one nothing lead. Bottom of the fourth, and the Bombers are out tonight. John Sterling, tell me what happens. To Stanton. Swung on and into the air to deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It went over the visitors' bullpen into the crowd. Wow. Giancarlo, no sequel. Yes, Giancarlo drives his 19th homer of the year, and the Yanks take a 2-0 lead. Chad Green on for the save in the top of the seventh. Let's hear it again, Johnny. The Bogarts pitch. Hit on the ground is short. Velasquez feels, throws, in time. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees music. Yankees went 2-0. Sweep both games of the doubleheader. Oh, what a day. What a day. Literally doesn't get old. Dude. What a day. What a day, man. I I mean, can it get any better? You're like, like, why does Aaron Boone not save Garrett Cole for Boston? Because we don't need him. We don't need him. I'll fucking need him. A seven-inning game? Are you kidding me? The way the Yankees are playing? You're lucky they didn't have nine. You're lucky. Oh, man, what a day it was. Dude, dude, one of my group chats today, we were talking about it. He's like, the Yankees don't catch barrels. I go, imagine if they caught barrels today. They would have scored 30 runs. The Red Sox suck. Like, that's true. That's They're, dude, they're bad. They didn't do a they, they went out and got a positionless uh, Schwarber. Can't even say – Try to say positionless Schwarber five times fast. <laughs> Holy shit. They went out and got a dude who doesn't play, have a position at the deadline. They didn't get anyone else. He went like, They're like, oh, Chris Sale's going to be like a deadline acquisition. Ha- yeah. Okay. He went like right. 10 games without a hit too, right? Something like that. But he like just came back off the IL. Whatever. No excuses. Garrett, so Cole, like, Garrett Cole just came off the IL and guess what happened? 5.2, one run. Come on. There's no excuses here. This is big boy baseball. And the Yankees the Yankees go out and take two from the Red Sox in a time where they most need it. I mean, we're sitting here. It's August 18th, and we're saying the Yankees are tied. They have a chance to go into today's game and, and, and take, the, take second place in this division. That's incredible. On July 6th, I'll say it again, we were 10 and a half back from Boston. I was at the game that made us 10 and a half back. It was awful. It was brutal. The season was over. People were giving up. You sat here and said, man, I don't know, Kyle. Dude, this we're in this. We're in this. We're the number one team of the wild card right now. Are you kidding me? If the Yankees caught- are back. There, there's, there's no other way to put it. The Yankees are back. And this is why everyone tunes in. Because we are back. And the Yankee Stadium is hot right now. It's hot. If you caught episode three of the press box, you saw Niffy go full Sammy Sprinkler. Because he was just so enthused. 
that the Yankees are the best team in baseball. And what makes it even more impressive, Kyle, is what our next conversation will be about. Is the injury updates. All of these dudes on the I.L., and we're still winning baseball games. We're going to talk about Luis Hill in a little bit when we get to our topics, but what a game. For him to come out and just do that, for him to come out and just do that to the Boston Red Sox, I mean, you, you can't you can't script it any better than what happened today, yesterday. Amazing. Yeah, he's been great. Amazing. It was awesome. He's been great. He's been great. I'll give you that. Tied for second. It's August. We have plenty of time. To make a run here. Plenty of time. Right now we're hosting the wild card game. So anyway, let's get into our injury update here. Start with Corey Kluber, the second ace of this team back in back in May. Anyway, he's got a right shoulder strain. He had a right shoulder strain. Now he's throwing innings for the Rail Riders. He threw three uh two days ago. The Yankees triple A team went three innings pitched, two hits, three earned, two walks, four K's. And a dinger and 56 pitches. So, I, I mean, he's 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 working his way. He's close, but he's, he's not quite there. No cigar. Anyway, Clint Frazier, with his eye injury, was moved to the 60-day injured list. It's really not funny. It's, it's honestly sad. Uh, yeah, thoughts on, Air, thoughts on Clint said, Frazier? Boone, Boone said there's a chance he may never play again. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, because I know it's vertigo. So, it's to deal with his concussions that he's had. But there's there's... He said there's a significant chance that he may never touch a baseball field ever again. And for a guy that's as talented as Clint Frazier is and with all the possibilities that he had and all the high hopes that we had of him being an all-star left fielder, it's it's devastating. And it, it's getting to the point where it's it's tragic almost to just watch. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where you'll look back and you'll be like, oh, Clint Frazier, like, what could have been, like, one of those guys. So it's just – it sucks because Clint's – obviously he's not – you know, he's not the best teammate ever, but, like, you can't, like, wish this upon anyone. No, I, absolutely not. And I laugh just because the guy, like, I I don't know, man. He's had no luck in his career, and no. it just, it, it sucks. You know, it, it really sucks. And um, Yeah, he probably should have been an, a starting outfielder for a team for the last, like, three years. I, I thought he had a shot to go get an all-star appearance this year, but. Clearly, clearly way off. Anyway, Anthony Rizzo, who had COVID cleared on Tuesday to participate in baseball activities. He took BP before that Red Sex. (laughs) Holy shit. Take take that out. Okay, here we go. That's Yes, we're getting raunchy now. (laughs) Anthony Rizzo, who had COVID cleared on Tuesday to participate in baseball activities. Sorry, took BP before that Red Sox doubleheader where we just crushed their souls two games in a row in those seven-inning games. Luis Severino, who had an elbow injury and now groin injury, is still waiting on a second opinion on his now right shoulder. (laughs) And he's not throwing for at least a week here. I mean, thoughts on Luis Severino, Trev. Where are we at with with Sevi at this point? I want to start with Rizzo real quick. He's kind of scary with Rizzo with COVID. Uh, A lot of people don't know or might not remember that he is a cancer survivor, so it was scary when we found out about it and he is one of the guys that is unvaccinated. So um, I know they came out and said that he was still doing his own research before debating or before making a decision about getting the vaccine. So good to see him back. Severino, I got a low hopes for him ever making a return this year. Cause it just seems like it's one thing after another, after another. And now we're on the third injury. Obviously he's coming back from TJ. 
then he pulled the groin in uh, the start in Brooklyn with uh, the Hut. I think it was Hudson Valley that he did it with, and and now with his shoulder, it just he was just throwing pregame. I saw it, and you just saw that he was shaking his shoulder, shaking out his arm all the time. So you know, hopefully he gets back and he's able to, you know, at least be a bullpen guy for us. Give well, us I mean, two innings out of the bullpen, and it feels like this happens every year. You know, besides the last, like the guy gets hurt, he comes back towards August, September, and you know. He he pitches okay. Like I don't know, man. It's a tough situation, but Luis Severino at, at some point you just gotta be like, yo, it's it's the middle late of August. Right? You can't depend on a guy that hasn't even been with your team at all this season to go out there and give you starting pitching. Like playoff value starting pitching. You just can't. Like it, yeah. it, it's it's too late at this point. Glaber Torres with a thumb injury worked out Tuesday before the Boston doubleheader. Gio Urshela hamstring is ramping up his baseball activities. He should be back sooner rather than later. And Chapman with an elbow injury is not expected to go on a rehab assignment before returning, which is absolutely nuts to me. Um, but that's it for your injury reports. Trevor, I heard we got some topics for episode 15 here. Oh, as we always do. And it is our first episode back off of our vacation break slash summer break. The Yankees trade deadline. Acquisitions of the Italian Stallions. Gallo and Rizzo. Anthony and Joey. The Gabagoo is here. And Rizzo came out on fire as a Yankee before getting COVID. And now Gallo's picking it up in his absence. It's, um, can't even forget about Joely Rodriguez. Joely's been good out of the pen for the Yanks as well. Clay Holmes. Um, Clay Holmes hasn't been bad. Been Clay good. Holmes hasn't been bad. The only one that we can really bitch about is the Heen Dog. Yeah, well, hopefully he shows up today and gets us a win because it's much needed. Yeah, I mean, a sweep of the Red Sox would be unbelievable. And, you know, I think with how bad the Red Sox have been and how bad he's been, take the over tonight. But Gallo and Rizzo, you know, bring something to the table that the Yankees haven't had, you know, all, all yeah. season long. And it's a just... lefty power bat for the first time since... A while. A while. To share it, probably. I mean, you can you can say, you know, Didi had some pop, but he, he wasn't I wouldn't call him a power. Like bat. big time pop like Gallo and Rizzo. Yeah. It's to share. Yeah, yeah. Crazy to think about. Like that's that's a long time for the Yankees. The Yankees are kind of, you know, known for having going and get lefty bats. Um, but they haven't done it in a while. And here's Gallo, here's Rizzo, and Rizzo's just that captain like guy, you know, total leader. And Gallo's the guy, you know, with the poofy hair. He's just a lot of fun. He hits bombs. He makes plays. Did you see his throw yesterday? I mean, oh my lord. I I texted the starts for the loose chat. Piece. Oh Post my piece. goodness, what a bomb. I mean, I mean that I mean, you know how the Yankees have that the Yes Network has that like red light, green light yeah. like segment or like when it's Stan, Gallo, and Judge out there. It is completely red. <laughs> That's it's completely awesome, red. man. It's awesome. Like Gallo, Gallo is a great fielder, and, and I know that was someone when I brought him up earlier in the earlier podcast. I said Gallo is a guy that the Yankees might try to go get, and you were eh, you were kind of eh, about it. So I want to know, like, how about now? Does he have you? Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, I would love if his strikeouts cut down, but that's just the guy he is. He leads the MLB in true outcomes in homers, strikeouts, or walks. He draws his walks. I'll give you that. He has probably one of the better eyes in the MLB. Um, you know, he had a big walk yesterday uh, to set up bases loaded. Um, you know, but and he's come through with clutch homers. We saw it get off Hendricks in the 10th inning there. 
in Chicago. Um, I, I'm all aboard Gallo train and uh, definitely aboard the Rizzo train for sure. Glad to have you. Dude, how about the Yanks, man? I mean, they <laughs> Garrett Cole made a joke saying that they had the uh, Yankee strand. Like, there's a Yankee strand of COVID. <laughs> they, they are absolutely destroyed by COVID right now, and they're just getting over the hump. But, man, did COVID hit us like a truck. You know what it is? They got to take the Delta logo off the back wall. That's what it is. They got this Delta variant. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy how good they played. It's crazy. Like, they no no Geo, no Glaber, Glaber, no Gary, no Anthony Rizzo, no Cole, no Monty. No Chapman. I mean, no Chapman. These are guys that played significant roles. And, yes, we didn't have a great first half of the season, but these are guys that played significant roles to even at, at least help us get where we're at today. Like, Tyler Wade has been unbelievable. Unbelievable in, in Glaber's absence. Yeah. Like, he's raised his average from 175, or was it, no, he was like 180, 170 something. He's now hitting 280. Yeah. No, he's a great Tyler backup. Wade. He's a great backup with speed, which brings something that the Yankees just don't have enough of ever, ever. Like, if he keeps playing like this, I don't mind him hitting in the nine hole, and we just, this would be a moment where I would be okay with trading Glaber. Like we're gonna, we're gonna. Tyler's gonna be that good. We're gonna skip over this Luke Voigt talk that we have next here because we have that come up in our questions of the week, both of them actually. So we'll get into that in yeah. a little bit. Now, um, Nestor Cortez. This is a guy that's just not talked about enough. Cy Young. Cy Young. <laughs> he is, dude. He he's making his case for for the Yankees. Cy Young at this point, um, right behind Garrett Cole. But uh, I, dude, Nestor Cortez, an unbel- came into this year. Um, you know, he knew he would have a role, but if you told me that Nestor Cortez was pitching seven innings in the month of August, I would have told you out of your goddamn mind. This is unbelievable. Nestor Cortez, Nestor Cortez is legitimately our three starter right now. And it's no doubt. He's, he's pitching his tail off, man. It's fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. He's so fun. Yeah. I mean, if we have a wild card game, obviously it's Cole. Then game one would go to Monty, and then game two, old Nesty, baby. <laughs> Crazy to think about, right? Old Nesty's taking the mound, that little stash. Well, it's going to be flicking around out there on the mound. He's going to be doing his little antics. He takes Marcus Stroman and, like, turns it up a notch with his antics on the mound. And it's great. We were there when we saw it with Otani. He was massive with Otani, where he was literally in the middle of his windup, and they called time, like, this dude's unreal, and I'm glad he's with us because if he was anywhere else, no one would care about anything to do well, with this guy. Well, here's another guy that would be in that rotation, I'd hope. Anyway, Luis Heel, the 23-year-old, 15 and a heel third. or Gil? Heel. I think heel. Heel. Like H-E-E-L heel. with a little heel. more of a heel, like a heel. Oh, is it, is it like an H or is it a G? Like an E, I I go right to the E, but I like oh like, so like the like the the fish thing. Eel, eel, Luis eel eel. Oh, uh, I guess okay. I do put a little H in there. Lowercase H, lowercase yeah, H. Sounds like an, it sounds like an H. Yeah, Luis heel, fifteen and a third scoreless innings to start off his MLB career. How about it? How about it, Boston? How you doing? <laughs> Unbelievable. He got in a jam there in the, um, what was it, the fifth inning, I think. 
Um, and the second he was second and third with nobody out. Oh no, yeah, yeah, that was awesome too. But I'm talking bases loaded. Um, he got a little bit of a jam there, but you know, all the way to the end. I mean, fighting. You know, his 15 and a third scoreless innings. Every single out that he got was something impressive. Like that, he's Mm -hmm. he's legit, and I'm so excited that the Yankees didn't do anything with him at the deadline for the past three years because his name always comes up when it comes to deadlines. And it, that just looks like a guy that, you know, it, it's everything that we want. It's everything that we want in a starter. And he looks like up. he has one to two starter type stuff with a great Ready fastball. for this? What's up? Ready for this? Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Davey Garcia, Luis Heel, Clark Schmidt. <laughs> 2025? 2022, 2023. Oh, no, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. How am I out of my mind? Jamison Tyone's back next year. Nestor Cortez is back next year. You know what? I kind of forgot about Tyon. <laughs> yeah, he'll be forgot there. forgot about him. He'll be there, and so will Severino, and you I know hope. What? Then, you know what? At that point, like, I don't know. Because he's only got, I think he's got one year left to control after this. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so then keep him for next year. Clark's probably not going to be ready to go next year because he's still dealing with his injuries. I'm not so sold on Clark Schmidt like you are. Hate to say it. Anyway, we got to move on here. I love Clark. We got to move on and talk about a big topic here. Zach Britton. Uh, He's struggling. He's struggling bad, and he he did have that one out the other night. That was pretty important, but other than that, man, he's been struggling, and and I'm interested to hear your take. I I know you have a lot of – me and you both manage at different levels, but – um, we both manage, and I want to hear your take on Aaron Boone's um, managing and, and him going to Britain there in uh, the Field of Dreams game. Really want to hear what, what you think about that. I know you already said who should have came in, but I, are you feeling yeah, for Zach Britton? Yeah, what's, going, what's the situation? Yeah, I'm going to lasagna in that situation. But hear me out. If you're Boone, you have to think, you have to realize how that game was being played. You can, you know that it's a, it's a, it's an event game for the MLB. You know the balls are probably juiced, like I said, okay? In that situation, Britain has been struggling. That's not his spot. His spot is seventh inning in Chicago two days later when, you know, we're big on how our, how much our bullpen throws. That's not his spot. I think, yes, well, the only reason I think he was in is because Lasagna had thrown two games in a row, and that night was a scheduled day off, which makes no sense because they had the day off after. So, like, Boone's a big proponent of not throwing guys three days in a row. It is what it is. I don't know. I, I don't go to Britain in that situation. I go to literally anyone else. Yeah, I, I kind of feel Except for, for probably like Albert Abreu. Oh, and, and Albert Abreu, uh, who we didn't really talk about, has been pitching great lately. So good for yeah, him. Yeah, but like for him, I think he's still too young, and that's a bright spot. He's been pretty like under control in those spots. I might have gone to, I might have gone to Clay Holmes or Joelle. He's pitched a lot in extra innings this year. Abreu? Yeah. 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 Cuz he's a longer guy. He can go to Yeah. If they need him to. Yeah. Anyway, um I I feel for Britain. I really do, but at the same time I'm like this guy's totally capable of of turning it around and at least being a lefty specialist for us, ground ball specialist. Like one or two outs, need a big ground ball. First and third, less than two. Like, he, he can still be that guy. I, I really do think, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh inning. 
I really do think he can be that in the playoffs, and I, I hope he'll turn around in the rest of August and September to get ready for October. I, I think he's totally capable just because of his resume, because he knows his body, he knows everything about himself, and he knows what he's capable of, and I really believe in Zach Burton, and I hope that he's able to turn around because the Yankees truly need him. They do. Anyway, yep. the Yankees brought back the next man up mentality over the last few weeks, and I love it. Trevor loves it. it you know, it, it's... It's awesome to watch this Yankees team. They're doing everything. You know, I remember when we faced Boston in that four-game series, and, like, they do all the things that we want to do, and we just can't. And now it's literally the other way around, and it's awesome. But it's like, even when the guys come back, we have to keep this mentality. We have to keep the not only is it next man up mentality, like, for our backups, it's next man up for our starters. Because if they don't, if Glaber Torres doesn't come in here, if Glaber Torres comes back and does what Yankees guys tend to do when they get off the IL, go 0 for 35 or 2 for 37, I want to see Tyler Wade in the game. I want to see Rugnet Odor in the game. We have to keep that next man up mentality. I don't care if they're healthy. They better be performing. It's the end of August. It's crunch time. We're in a race here. We're in a pennant race. It, it needs to be next man up, and I, I really hope that the Yankees keep this up for the rest of the year. Uh, no matter who's available, who's not. Would you agree with me? Yeah. Um, throwing it back to 2019, 2018, um, Gio's first year, like all those guys coming up and and uh, really helping this team. It's and The only thing that I kind of complain about right now is the fact that Greg Allen's back in AAA and Jonathan Davis is getting at-bats. Um, Greg Allen was fantastic while he was up with his team. And I don't know what it is about whether he was just a replacement player and he wasn't actually on the 40. Um, and now, like, they don't want to put him on the 40 for service time or whatever it may be. Same with Riddings. Like, Riddings was a replacement guy. He's not even on the 40. So that's why they had to send him back. Like, he was electric. I think those two, like, are going to get snatched up in a Rule 5 if you don't lock them into the 40-man roster. Because yeah. they're just that. Like, they were that good when they were up here. Yeah. Is there, like, a deadline on this? Like, do we have to have them on the 40-man roster by a certain time? Is it September? You have to have them on the 40-man by, like... Probably September, some right? Point in the, no, at some point in the offseason. Oh, okay. You have to select a 40-man, like, during the offseason. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty then, sure that's right before spring training. I'm not worried about that, then. I'm no, not it's not. That. The Rule 5 is in, like... Like, near the winter, the winter meetings. meetings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so what I'm it's, saying it's, is you it's have before... to have them locked up by then. Right, I'm not worried about that, then. Anyway. They'll, they'll have ridings. He'll be there. He better. Yeah. He better be there. Anyway, Tyone has been on fire. Uh, he's been, you know, the glue to that rotation. Him and Nestor. July, been, July pitcher of the month. Yeah. Uh, awesome yeah. July. And he's having he's had a good start to August. He, he might not be as dominant as he was in July. That's hard to do if you're the AL pitcher of the month. But an amazing showing. Night after night, we feel comfortable with Tyone on the mound. And his ERA has dropped points. I mean, he's he's incredible, and, and just his story is awesome. And I know you and I have been rooting him for him since day one, so kudos to us there. But Tyone is our guy, and he's in that rotation, so I just thought I would give him a quick shout-out. We have some questions of the week, starting with – actually, you know what? These two questions of the week are very similar, so we're just going to talk about this topic and, and kind of read down right off the top of our head a lineup. If it we're in a wild-card game, what's our lineup today? Uh, here's the question. It's them being confused about this Voight or Rizzo situation. What is the lineup? Who's out? Rizzo out. Is Voight out? Is Stanton out? What do we do? Where do we put guys? Trevor, right off the top of your head, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. We did not plan to do this. Give me your Yankees lineup. Let's hear it. 
DJ leads off and plays second. Um, Judge and right. He's been Kale batting Owens. third, though. He's been batting third. Seems like they like him there. Yep, but that is because Gardy's hitting second. And that's not happening in a wild card game. Uh, so Judge hits second and right. Gallo hits third and plays center. Um, Stanton cleans up, plays left. Rizzo at first. Gary behind the dish. Voight DHs. Urshela at third. Glaber at short. Good stuff. Good stuff. The only thing I'm changing, I'm changing a little bit in the beginning of that lineup. I'm going DJ one. I'm going Rizzo two. Judge three. Gallo four. Stanton five. We have we have all the same positions, by the way. And then I'll go. I'll either go Luke Voigt or or Rugnet or Door righty lefty. But I love Rugnet. I have since. Well, at this point, at this point, you'd be playing Oakland and Frankie Montas would be their starter. So righty. Yeah. The only way they go lefty is if they go Manaya, and I don't think they go lefty against the Yankees. I'm not worried about the A's. We've been there, done that in the wild card. Like go No, hundred percent. I'm just yeah. saying like for your lefty righty matchup because Rizzo hits lefties better anyway. Yeah. So yeah. and it's a righty heavy lineup, so you might as well go righty. Anyway, I hope that answers your questions. Nate Shookin uh, O T and Charlie Gender nine. Um Charlie Gendron's player of mine uh let's go win a championship this week shout out charlie gender anyway yes sir electric galloway baby let's go we have we have a gohoes baseball playoff tournament going on you know here this weekend pop out to gohoes intermediate baseball league if you're here in the capital region it's at gohoes intermediate field on the island wednesday and friday night at 8 p.m we'll see you there anyway trivia question of the week we have trivia question of the week for the yankees we're back start spinning is back and we have trivia for you since our last episode which was episode 14. In the AL East, how many games have the Yankees gained on the Red Sox since we last dropped our Not episode? the Rays. Not the Rays. The Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, not the, not the whole division, but the Red Sox. I think we might have hinted at it early in the episode, so let's see, let's see who can remember. Anyway. This is your question. This is my question to you. Okay. So I can answer. I can answer. Yeah. It's got to be nine. I said ten and a half, and now we're tied. So, I think this. I think these answers were made a little bit too soon. So you might have to change them. Anyway, we got a little bit of a look ahead here, Trevor. What's going on the next week? Well, tonight we have our series finale against the Boston Red Sox. The Heen Dog on the mound against Nick Pavetta. Oh man! Before a four-game series. Against the Minnesota Twins, which just, notoriously the Yankees will destroy. Hold on, hold on. We can't skip over Heaney pitching against Boston. Um, we should probably say a silent prayer right about now. You want me to just restart? Bobby, cut it. I'll restart. I heard we have a busy week, Trevor. That we do. And it starts with a little prayer session we need to have. The Heen Dog takes them out against the Red Sox. Please bow your heads. Moment of silence. All right, we're back. Okay. Heaney takes them out against Nick Pavetta. Pavetta's been pretty good for the Sox this year, so but they've been dreadful of late. So, um, like I said, a little betting tip. 
crush the over in this game. I think there's going to be runs galore when it comes to this game. Then we have a four-game home series against the Minnesota Twins. Thursday, Jameson Tyone takes them out against Kenta Maeda. Friday, Nestor Cortez for the Yankees. Saturday will be Garrett Cole versus Griffin Jacks. Who the hell is Griffin Jacks? <laughs> I looked him up. And how he's did about... <laughs> he get matched up against Garrett Cole? He's got about 39 innings on the year. He's got about a four-something ERA, maybe five-something. So he's below average. He's below average. Could be a win. Yeah. And then Sunday, Jordan Montgomery will take them out against Bailey Uber Ober. So how many games is that? We got one, two, three, four Five. against four against Minnesota, one against Boston. Okay, yep. we're three and zero to start this homestead. Yep. I personally, in seven games, I was looking for six wins. Personally, I thought it. So I, I know games. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's if eight you, games this week. Uh, three against. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If you count the Angel series, I'm sorry. I'm just counting games. Boston. I'm just counting Boston. I was looking for okay. six out of seven. I was looking for six out of seven. I was looking to um, win two out of three against Boston, sweep Minnesota, or sweep Boston and win three out of four against Minnesota. And it's possible starting tonight with the Heen dog. Lay your prayers. Yeah, I'm going two of three against Boston. I think that they lose tomorrow or tonight's game. Um, it's just the Heen dog. I don't know. There's no other way to explain it. But, dude, look um, at this rotation. Like, after Heen dog, Tyone. Cortez, Cole, Montgomery. Like, do you not feel yeah. confident we're going to win every single one of those games? No, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're that's, sweeping. That's awesome. Minnesota. So I'm going I'm six and me. one. I'm going six and one at this point. I I'm just, I can't wait for Kluber to come back and like DFA Heaney. So where are you at? Five games left. You going four and one? Yeah, we lose tonight. Sweet Minnesota. Screw that. The Heen Dog shows up and gets the win <laughs> for the Yanks. First win as a Yanks. <laughs> First win as a Yankee happens tonight. Anyway, what else we got, Trev? I think that's it, Kyle. I'll take us out. You want me to take us out? You got take, it. Yep. Take me home. All right. Country well, road. thanks for tuning in. This is episode 15. And remember, we are back and better than ever. We'll be out with episode 16 next week on a Wednesday. We are presented by Capital Sports Media Network from high school to the pros. CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports and especially Yankees baseball. I'm here with my co-host, my compadre, Trevor Nickel. We'll see you next week. Peace. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless you.